Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team. Hi, season six, episode 12 of the Tottenham Family Podcast. Join me this week, my co host, John Steggles from Merchester. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Hello. Right, it's just it's just the two of us. Um, we would normally start talking about a game of football, um, but uh, there was quite a few incidents, shall we say, um, about yesterday's game. Um, and we're going to go straight into um, the one that's I think generated the most to- talking points: um, Sun's challenge on on Gomez. Um, they had. A, Two questions from listeners. Matthew Moroney, his Twitter handle is at Matthew Moroney6. He just says, How was that sending off? And then um, our own Gilly, his Twitter handle is at I know Alan Gilzine. I'm sure everyone feels terrible for Gomez, but this is a professional sport, not park football, and upping the card from a yellow to a red because of the severity of the injury suffered is a slippery slope indeed. Yes. I don't think we can look at the, the red card in isolation here I think you have to look at the whole the match as a whole and the absolute ineptitude of the referee and the absolute farcical nature of VAR through the whole game mm. um, so for, I watched I watched the uh, NBC stream of this um, so they didn't replay the injury so all I could see all I was going by how bad it was was by the reaction of the crowd behind it and they they some of them were looked mortified and horrified by it but going right so I will say Sun's penalty the penalty on Sun was a penalty VAR should have given that for sure mm-hmm. yeah I think Deli Ali's handball was a penalty and VAR should have given that so that's two fuck ups there for a start it's there to fix clear and obvious errors Son's red card was a clear and obvious error. It should have stepped in, and it should have been. It, sh- it should have told him you should, he shouldn't have been sent off. Um, so I, I will, I will, Son made that tackle. The guy was going over, but it's the way he planted his foot is either dislocated or broken. It. Um, I think Son's got a bit of history here in um, retaliative tackles. Um, I can think of one at Bournemouth that he did. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he went in to hurt the guy. I just think he's fallen badly, and I don't think it's a red card. I think it's good that they're going to appeal it, and hopefully, I don't know if he will get off with it, but it's they've got to try. I didn't see... So yesterday, uh, I was up at the game at Goodison with um, with our own David, David Fornell, and, and there was an incident much, much earlier in the game where I think it was Mina, and, and David saw it, and David said to me, do you see that? I was like, well, what was that? And Mina apparently was... Pulling Sun's ear and and you know just um, giving him a bit of a hard time, getting under his skin. Now, of course, that's that's no excuse for 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 um, Sun retaliating. And, and and of course, I think there was an incident just prior to the Gomez um, the Gomez challenge um, uh, involving Gomez and and and, and Sun. But n- none of that, of course, is, is in any way. An excuse for for some lashing out, but 
as far as I see it, yeah, he went for the ball. I think he's sorry, he he went for the man ball, whatever. He he, he clipped him a little bit, but it, it it wasn't that which caused the caused the injury. And and it was as far as I can see, Gomez got his studs caught in the in the turf and um and off went his ankle or his leg um, and it was by all accounts if you look at the reaction of the, of the players it reminded me because uh, I was there for the Muamba incident straight away when, when yeah. I saw, saw the players and I thought oh shit and I was just thinking the worst I wasn't I wasn't I didn't think it was a Muamba thing um, but I thought that it might be something like the players fallen down and he swallowed his tongue or something something like that and thank god it wasn't anything like that and it, 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 it's probably shades of the. Do you, do you recall the David Boost? The David Boost injury. Boost, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So Coventry yeah, well, against yeah. Uh, United at Old Trafford. Is Roy Keane. Is that Roy Keane? I can't remember who was involved. All I remember was it might have been possibly Dennis Irwin. I don't know. I don't. I don't think again. It wasn't a particularly malicious one, but I remember Peter Schmeichel's reaction on TV. And he was he was just in tears, and it was awful. Now, unfortunately, yeah. th- these things happen. Football is a, is a physical game, um, and uh, yeah, you know we're not we're not. It's not the game that it was in in the sixties and the seventies when you've got players like Chopper Harris, um, just left, right, and centre, two footed tackles, that sort of thing. It's it's still very much a contact sport, but. Um, there's a lot of protection there for for, for players, um, but occasionally stuff's going to happen. I mean, I think was it um, the Everton skipper Coleman? He got he picked up an injury, a broken yes. leg. I think possibly yep. for the for the Republic a few years ago. Um, these things happen. Um, it's not uncommon, um, you know. And hopefully, Gomez will recover and and. Um, and uh, it won't be career threatening, anything like that. But it, but I mean, Sun, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't deliberate. And I, it's really odd that Martin Atkinson went, he actually got his yellow card out of his pocket, and then a bit of time elapsed, and the next thing you know, he's suddenly sending off Sun on, think... on the basis of what, just seeing seeing the injury and how bad yeah, it was. I think that I think that was it, and that's when VAR needs to step in and say it's clear and obvious error. It wasn't him, that, you know, who who broke his ankle. It's an absolute fucking joke. Mm. An absolute joke. Um, it's nice of Coleman and and players to come and console Son afterwards. He's devastated. You can see uh, it, that's not in his nature and it's not him. And I hope it doesn't get into his head and affect his game. Because something like that could could do. Mm. I, I hear the club have offered him counselling. Um, unfortunately, I think there's a massive waiting list for that at the moment of the club. So I don't know how soon you'll get to see. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it, I wish the best for for um, for Gomez. It's, it was a hor- horrific to see, uh, but uh, the, the, also the referee should have also bloody booked and sent off for Charleston for all his antics throughout the game as well. He was appalling. Yeah, let, 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 let's move it on from 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 Sun. I mean, it begs the question whether he'll he's going to be the right mental state to, to start the day after tomorrow. But we'll, we'll talk about Red Star a little bit later. VAR. Um, it's a joke. It's a disease. It's, it's, a a, it, it's a disease. It's an it's an absolute disease. It's destroying. It's sucking the life out of football. It so really I, is. I, I'm right. So I am still in favour of VAR in some form to be used. I don't believe the way it's implemented at the moment is in any way, shape, or form fit for purpose. So I I, I was up at um, 
on Saturday morning, I got up at, I was out of the house at seven o'clock. I marched, marked the football pitch up and I had a pint in hand by half past eight watching the football, watching the rugby World Cup final. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, I think rugby leads the way in showing how VAR should be used. The, the, the referees need to be mic'd up. We need to hear what the VAR ref is saying. And it needs to be shown on the big mm. screen so everybody can see the decision. That, that's what uh, needs to happen. It, it, it works perfectly. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. In it's rugby, brilliant. In rugby. In, a game, in, football. In, in rugby, in a game that constantly you're stopping the game anyway. When you are looking at Deli Alley's handball for at least three minutes, that should be on the big screen so everybody can see. How that was not given is beyond me. But everybody, you need to be able to see these decisions. It, you need to involve the crowd. It's not a personal decision between man in the room and the referee that nobody knows. And you get a flash up on the screen. You need to be able to see and ha- have the, you know, and see what's going on. And if the, you, it, it's broken at the moment. Absolutely broken. I, I just, I, I, I was against it, you know, from, from the start. Um, I, in the end, I was like, "Well, it's here. Let, you know, I'll be a bit more pragmatic about it. It's there. It's not going to go away. It works in other countries. Let's look at. Let's look at. Let's look at the. You know, the. the it's going to. It's going to take some time. It's going to have a few teething problems. Um, implementation of it needs to improve, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But fundamentally, I've always been against it. Um, and do you know what? I don't. I, nothing's really changed, and I'm. I'm. I just want it out. I want it out right now. I, I, it is sucking the life out of football, John. And you mentioned rugby, and yeah, it might well. It might well work in rugby, but rugby is a game that is very much stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. Football is a game which flows, and I. I don't know that I want actually a game with um, earpieces, an earpiece, you know, with. Um, Attached to a referee's ear, um, or where else? No, I want to um, hear what they're saying. I, I don't. I couldn't care less. I just. I just want the game to flow. I just want. The, and referees are occasionally going to make decisions which are wrong. That's part and parcel. And we'll talk about Atkinson's refereeing in in a, in a minute. And that's another uh, side of the game yesterday, which does my head in. But I can. I can live with that, and I can. And you can get better referees, or you can get get referees taken off if they're not. Um, good enough. That's happened bef- uh, before. They've they've been demoted. Um, I just don't think the technology is working, I, and I don't think it's something we need in the game. We we played this wonderful game of football for years, for decades, without an issue, and suddenly there's this clamour for oh, we need technology. We need technology. Oh, well, it, well, it works in rugby. It's there in cricket. They're different sports. They're fine. They're, 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 it works, yeah, it works, but they are different sports. Let them... We don't need it in football. It's sucking the life out of the game. It's the implementation of it. The, you, TV has been able to show replays of incidents for, for 20, 30-odd years, and it doesn't slow down the game. It just needs to be used properly. It, that's all it is. It just the, the, the way it's being used at the moment, I don't know if, there's a, if they're just doing it like this so everybody goes the same as you. We don't want it. Get it out, get it out, and get it out. But it does work. It works well in other leagues. It's just the way it's being used in our league. It's a fucking shambles. It's because it's just it's it's 
you've moved from having incidents to being talking points, which really never that side of it, the game never really interested me. Much rather pundits sit there and talk about formations and tactics and that sort of thing, like so, we do. To, yeah. To, <laughs> well, to, well, and and yeah, but effectively now we haven't even talked about the game and Pochettino and 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 how we set up and and all of that, which okay, we, we will do in a minute. But we end up talking about. Incidents, and now we've moved from talking about incidents to talking about VAR every fucking week. And, no, I, I... and, and at the game yesterday, fans were singing "fuck VAR." Um, they were singing, uh, "We want our football back," and it's just get rid of it, just I, kill it. I, it, I, it, I, it the the. The, the the stoppages from watching Deli Ali's handball, etc. I agree, are an absolute. You know it, that shouldn't happen, but I think there is a place for it, and I think it needs to be used correctly. We weren't sing. We were singing VAR, my lord. When he but got why us is there the a place for it? But sorry, but John, why is there a place for it? Because the, because the beautiful game has been played for years without any issues with decades, and suddenly we 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 we're, we're, we're resorting to technology to improve the game. There's nothing no, wrong with the, the game. It wasn't broken. No, I agree with you. The game wasn't broken, but the fact is, it's there, and it should be used. The amount, the amount of times that we've been robbed, Jav, and you can watch a replay and see how we've been robbed, and not just of other teams, national teams. Um, our, our, uh, the handball, the Henry's handball against um, Ireland in the mm. world was it Ireland in the World Cup qualifiers? Yeah, where he handballed it in. Or things like that. Yeah, th- things like that. They, these, those, those glaring errors need to be ruled out. And there's no reason why that couldn't have been. Re- you shouldn't be able to replay that and rule it out. But when you spend three minutes looking at a, a handball like that, I can understand why people are getting frustrated. The players on the pitch are getting cold. There's a, the increase of re- risk of injury, but it needs to be implemented and used properly. Mm. Uh, seriously, the 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 um, the goal uh, Mendes goal at Old Trafford that was three yards over the line. John Terry's ball, the goal that never was in the Wembley semi-final. Come on, the list is endless. But it saved us as well. It's VIR, my lord, um, when the ball came off um, and, and we scored against Man City. It, sw- it swings and roundabouts. It works some weeks and it doesn't work others. It need- just needs to be implemented. Iron the creases out and it'll be fine. But at the moment, it's a bloody joke. And it's current. I, if you're if you're uh, in charge of the Premier League or whatever, in its current guise, what what do you do? Do you just let the season play out? I'm 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 not going to defend it in its current guise because I don't think there is any defending it. But I don't think they they can't change. You can't change the rules halfway through. So this season's an absolute bloody. He's going to he's going to be a. It's, farce. it's a write off. It's a it's a farce. They've, they've yeah, just no, destroyed yeah, yeah, totally. football as, as as we know it. I mean, look, last night we got back. Um, and it sounds a bit selfish, but I don't care. I've, I've, I've tra- travelled all the way to Merseyside two weeks on, on, on the trot. So we, we found a, David found a place to park, which was five five minutes walk from Goodison. Last week we were about twenty minutes walk from Anfield, right? So we're thinking that's not too bad. We'll, we'll get out of the ground, we'll get home a little bit quicker than last week. Maybe if we're lucky, we avoid a bit of traffic on 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 the, on the motorway. Um, there was some last week. Um. That five minutes, that was lost completely because of the fact yeah. that we had, I think yeah. it was it twelve minutes of twelve minutes of extra time. Okay, some of that was probably to do with with, with the incident with, with 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 Son, but a lot of it was no doubt to do with the incident earlier on um, with with Delhi um, and, and, the, and the handball. And it's just ridiculous. And you know, you can't celebrate a goal, or you do celebrate, it, and then you're sort of thinking, it is, it's just sucking the life. 
and soul out of football. Um, question from Martin Caffrey. We've mo- mostly covered this. Martin King, his Twitter handle is at mkingy84. He says, what on earth is the point of VAR? Am I the only one who feels we've been on the wrong end of some bizarre decisions? Thinking on this occasion about the ridiculous red card for Sun. Yeah, we've been on the right end and we've been on the wrong end. I'd agree with that, yeah. Yeah, um, but it, 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 yesterday just showed it up to be a, a, the ridiculous thing it was. It really was. When it could have been used properly, it wasn't. And when it could have been used incorrectly, it was. It really, it, yesterday, you know, why, why isn't Martin Atkinson going looking at the screen? Why, why is it, the, the, the whole thing's a fucking joke mm. at the moment. It's an absolute joke. I'm not going to defend it in its current form because I can't. It's an absolute. It's an absolute shambles. If hypothetically speaking, if the Premier League said we're just going to not use it going forward for the rest of this, this season, I mean, that, that, I can't see that happening. But if they did that, if they just said that, they just said, look, we're gonna, we're gonna pause it. We're gonna, we're gonna, we won't be involved. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna suspend it for the rest of the season, and then we're gonna revisit, revisit it, and and get it right for the start of next season. Would you be okay with that? Um, I don't as think somebody as somebody who's a supporter of VAR, I I don't think they can, and that's not the answer you're looking for. You're looking for a yes or no answer. I don't think they can because I I don't think you can implement something and then take it away halfway through because then everything that's gone before it is meaningless. I think they just need to calibrate it as they're going, and they need the the referee the uh, whatever the stupid acronym is for the referees association need to sit down and look at it and say right we need to change this and we need to change that and one of those things is is for the referee to be able, going and looking at the screens during the match which that nobody to my knowledge has done the screens are available they need to go and look at the screen in the match rather than the man in the room who's probably what got porn hub on the other screen just uh, stop him just making the decisions mm. Stop him making the decisions because the referee, I'm, I'm going to throw this back to rugby. The referee in rugby looks at the screens and he says, right, I've seen this. Do you see anything? And then the, the man at the other end says, I, I concur. That's the same as you. No, but I saw this and this has happened. So you could, so you get the two contrasting sides. You can't just have here, not hear anything. And then, you know, because Martin Atkinson, Christ knows, he, he saw a yellow card thing there and then gave a red. But if you look at VAR, and he, he replay that, and he looks at the screen. It's just the yellow. Is something you need to be checking. You need to be able to see the replay. You need to have. He needs to see that on the screen. He, he could have walked over to that screen and seen that yesterday. Easy. Why didn't he? You know, it, it, it's not going to go. It's not going to go this season. They're not going to stop it. Um, I would very much like. For this, if it if it is going to be used for the rest of this season, and I suspect it will be, I would very much like for it to fall flat on its face, and for it to be removed, and for us to never see it ever, ever, and ever again. Just keep it. Just just have it in the Champions League and and the World Cup and things like that, where they they know what they're doing. Leave it out, English game. We we it's we don't need it. We don't. We're need not it. jab jab. We are not a special case. We are not a special league with special privileges or anything. We're a humble domestic league. It needs to be used in our league the same way it does in the Champions League and the World Cup. We do, we shouldn't be using it set differently. FIFA needs to say, you use it like this. These are the VAR rules. Now, now don't get me wrong. I know I'm arguing quite vis- 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 
yeah, strongly for it, <laughs> shall we say. Yeah. Vociferously. There you go. Um, but I, I honestly think at the moment it's a joke. It's an absolute, mm. it's an absolute fucking shambles. But it can be used well. And we shouldn't be just the ones... We, we shouldn't be the ones that don't have access to it. Ser- seriously, I think I, I, th- I think if it's used well, it can it's a, can be a boon to the game. But at the moment, it's a fucking joke. If you have a virus, right, yeah, you don't just leave it and say, I'm going to live with it, right? You get rid of it. And v- VAR is a virus. It's a disease. And it's, um, it's sucking the life out of football. You know, you can't treat viruses with antibiotics. You need to let them run their course. Well, let it run its course for the rest of this season, and, uh, and it'll just it, fans will get fed up with it, fed up with it. Oh, well, they're, um, they're fed up now. They're fed up now, and I'm fed up with it, how it is because it ruined the game yesterday. Yeah. But I think there's a use for it. There was a there was a game yesterday, apparently, and in, in amongst all these all the, the VAR and <laughs> poor refereeing, and and uh, the incident with Gomez. Um, Let's look at some questions. Uh, Kent Goodrich, um, you know it's a poor game when you find yourself saying Serge is one of our better performers. So I'm struggling to take any positives from that mess. Um, what I saw watched yesterday was two teams struggling for any kind of confidence or game plan or, or, or and just struggling generally to put to string things together. It, it was a, it was, regardless of what we've just said. It was a woeful game of football. It really was. Um, the, the the high surge did play well. Sanchez did well in spurts. I thought Delhi was looking bright and getting back mm. to it. Um, Don Bele is a hell of a player. Yeah, he he's a he is a cut above um, some of those players. He he was probably the best player on the pitch yesterday for me. He was fantastic. Um, look, yeah. It, it, you know there are bright points there, uh, but uh, you know there's there's there was gla- there's there's an elephant in the room. There's there's a massive one in the room at the moment, unfortunately. What, the Ericsson uh, one. Uh, and yeah, Ericsson, Christ Almighty, he uh, he 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 wouldn't even get into Carlisle United side at the moment with his form. So why the fuck is Poch persisting with him? Okay, so um, on, on on Ericsson, let's just let me just read some stats out. So so Kent also wrote in Kent Goodrich and said Christian Ericsson's gameplay today: zero take-ons attempted, zero chances created, zero shots attempted, zero interceptions, zero tackles made, one yellow card, sixteen times possession lost. Get him away from the club. And then a question from Martin King, his Twitter handle is at mkingy84. How bad would Ericsson have? To to be before Pochettino dropped him. So on Ericsson, I I keep seeing people saying, "Why did Pochettino pick him? Why did Pochettino pick him?" But what other options are there? Lamella was injured, right? I put just give like Lo Celso a go. Why not? I can only okay. So I can only assume that he isn't fully match fit and he can't play a full ninety. Right. Well, you stick him on for an hour, then and then you put Ericsson on for half an hour. You do you do not struggle for ninety minutes and then and then swap out Dombele for Lo Celso. I'm, I'm sorry, we, we we were playing with with a player less. They, is, they, is Lo Celso a number ten or is he in fact a number eight and a more um, sort of deep lying midfield, midfielder? Because there is a school of thought that actually, and I and I haven't seen a great deal of him. You know, I've seen the odd clip here and there for, for when he's played for. Batiste, but often he picks up the ball in deeper positions um, and brings it forward. I, 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 right, for me, Dumbele is Ericsson's replacement. 
He get rid of Ericsson and just play Dombele in there. You, I, I would say you need Deli Ali in a, in a number ten role where he won the Player of the Year twice in a row when he played in that position and not stuck out on either wing. Mm. That's where you need him, and I think Lo Celso fits in there as well. That's where that's where those two need to play. Um, I, I, I I cannot believe why he's persisting with Ericsson. Cannot believe it. You know, or, or that we, we were fantastic against Red Star. Fantastic. And all of that momentum that we took from that just just went in the last two games. All of it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm furious with Potts. Who was, who was creative force against Red Star that night? It was one Eric Lamella, two assists and a goal. Yeah, fair enough. But if he's injured, then you've got we've got to try something else. And it's not Ericsson. Ericsson, Ericsson should be um, tidying shirts up. Sweeping the floors in the dressing room. He isn't fit to be on that. He's he's not shouldn't be on that that pitch for us at the moment. Mm. And if, if if it's the argument where he's got to try and play himself into some form, he's playing himself out of contracting any team across Europe at the moment because nobody's going to want him. Yeah, I mean that, that's I suppose one of the other possible reasons why he's been picked, and we don't know. I'm just speculating is that perhaps Daniel Levy has said look, we, if, we, if we're going to stand any chance of shifting him in January, he needs to play. When 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 would you let Daniel Levy pick the team or, or make any com, you know any any comments on on what who plays at all? No, it's down to the manager to pick the team. It's not down to Daniel Levy. I don't believe he's saying that for an absolute second. Then why do you think? Okay, so why do you think Pochettino is persisting with with Ericsson? Or do you know what? I think Poch is trying to get get out of the club. If you if you want an honest answer, I think he's trying okay. to get out of the club. There you go. That's the only reason I can come up with that he's that he's doing it. He's persistently fucking it up so he'll get the boot. That's okay. the only reason but- I can think that he'd be doing it because he can't. He's not blind. He's not stupid. He's a good manager. He's a good mm. coach. He unless unless Ericsson is doing something else on the training pitch that we don't see. And then he comes out on the onto the pitch when that whistle blows. He just turns into fucking Mr. Blobby. Then we don't know. But honestly, if, if he, he isn't doing that and he's like that on the training pitch, then he's doing it on purpose. It, it could be from a, just from a fit, fitness point of for, for fitness point of view. Um, he's putting in the miles on the pitch. He looks fresh. All the sports science people are looking at it, and they're looking at the Celso, and they're looking at Ericsson, and Ericsson. They look at it and they think, well, he's somebody who can play. He can play ninety minutes, and there's perhaps a hope or a perception that you know he's had difficult periods in the past. He's played through it, and he, you know on his day he can be that creative force. Um, but Unfortunately, too many occasions this season he's not been there. So there comes a point in time um, when I suppose Bochettino has to has to drop him. Really, the, the um, thing but, is, stats and sports scientists saying right he's fit and ready to go doesn't show the whole picture. I, honestly, I, 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 it I, doesn't, I, but it shows a picture that we're not perhaps as fans. You know, we we just look at what we see on a. You know, every Saturday or every Sunday or whatever it might be. When, when, we don't see when, what's happening over the course of the week. Okay, when 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 all the travelling away fans and all the Spurs fans that are watching the game can see how shitty he is, mm. then the sports scientist people are blatantly wrong. You know, as football fans, you know a bit about football, and we 
like to think we do by doing this podcast and giving people our views, whether they're agreed with or not. But I can guarantee you, you won't find one Spurs fan at the moment that thinks Ericsson's playing well. And we're not wrong. We are so, not wrong. My my two pennies worth, when I saw the team line up yesterday, I wasn't overly shocked that Ericsson was in the team. I I defended it insofar as I thought, well, Lamella's injured. What are the other options? Where I would be critical of Pochettino is, as long as that game persisted and Ericsson was having a shocker, he's a player that I would have taken off and, and I would have introduced whoever a lot earlier on. I don't know that there, I don't know that there is a light with Lamella injured, I don't know if there is a light for light replacement. Is it Dombele perhaps if you push him further up? Is it Lacelso or is Lacelso regardless, you would bring somebody else on, a fresh pair of legs. Um what, what what were the other options? We had Parrot on the bench, Session. you'd do something else. Um you'd you know, you'd bring somebody else who's who's because effectively he was a passenger for a lot of that game. Um, he he was ducking out of fifty fifties. He wasn't making. Uh, he was fucking. He always does that, but he always does that. He but always it's, does it's that. even more. Gl- it's even it's more, more glaring. glaring. He's, He's having a shit game. No, I, I, there was one particularly late on at, at the end of the game, and and it's it's nothing new with his makeup. He, he's always done that, but it's even so even more so glaring now. Um, Toby out of Um what do you make of his game performance? I, I, what I, I love the, the diagonal switches to Davis that he kept doing. Um, I, I love that ball and we're going to miss that when it's gone because that's a lovely out out from defence. Um, I didn't think he had too bad a game. Yeah, I thought, I thought Sanchez was quite steady with him. I thought Davis was quite steady as well. Um, I thought Sissoko was quite steady. But Aldevero oh. overall, I thought he had an alright game. I think, and this is it's one of those things you, you, you can only pick up in the stadium, and and we were, we had a te- in one sense we had a terrible view because there was there was a we were quite high up at Goodison and there was a part of the roof and there was also a, a post in front of us it was it was obscuring some of the view but we also because we were high up we had a um a sort of better perspective of, of 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 the whole pitch and when Toby got the ball he did that thing you know when he tries to ping a ball over the top to invariably it's Delhi making that run just peeling off the defender um, it, it's a routine that, that has brought, brought us goal, goals in the past in fact Goodison I think 2015-16 long ball from or chip from from Toby and Ali took it down on his chest and, and scored um, a few other examples as well he kept trying to do that yesterday and Delhi kept trying to make the run Every time he did it, Toby was just too hesitant. He was just too slow bringing the ball out the back. And that might not have been so apparent on TV um, because you haven't got the full picture necessarily available. You, you, it will just focus on on the player and not necessarily... You won't pick up the run that Ali's making as he's trying to peel off the defender. There was quite a few occasions when Ali was calling for it and, and he was just too slow. He was too slow to get get the ball. And I think that... There's a question further on in the running order about uh, this team and and where we are and how we're perceived. But I looked at it yesterday, and I think defensively we weren't tested too too much, but offensively we were just poor. We were just poor getting the ball forward, too slow, too sideways. Um, every time, I mean, Don Bele 
was the player that had that little bit of spark, but often it would ball would go from side to side and Everton would then get men behind the ball and we just lacked invention and it looked like a team that also lacked confidence both teams were poor both teams were just you know I think a, a, a draw is probably a fair fair result really on the balance of the performance from, from both sides I think the, the slow movement forward and teams getting behind us is uh, we've had that problem the only time we haven't had that problem is against Red Star this season I thought I was quite excited when I saw the Son and Moore up front because I thought there's going to be some pace, we're going to get in behind, we can turn the defence and we can have a real go. But it never materialised. And I think, one, unfortunately, we rely on Ericsson to pl- supply those balls and he was the one that was slowing it down. I don't know if he was acting under instructions to do that. and But if he he just didn't seem to look up or play anything quick, quick ball forward and we suffered because of it. Um, I was quite, I was quite, I, you know, I, I, when saw Kane was out with a, initially an injury, but then turned out to be uh, an illness, I, I, I thought, OK, you know, Son's always stepped up when Kane's been injured. Mora's OK. Um, so I, I was quite excited. I thought we, w- we would do better than we did. But it was, you're right, it was so stilted and, and lacking in confidence and drive and, and guile and creativity and any kind of flair. It w- it was dull. It was a there are there are at the moment they're a dull team to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's depressing reading. Um, question from Darren Pam or comment from Darren Pamante just says Robert for win by awful ref refing never a red card and then another one from Gilly um, on Dombele good first half wasteful in possession and off pace. Um, second half, so has so has Pochettino point about newbies not ready for the for nineties. I presume he means ninety minutes. Um, and then he says, if you're if you're on the bench, surely Lacelso could do more than ten to fifteen minutes. He struggled to get to pace of things in such a short time. And then he says, the season and VAR a mass of contradictions. I, I'd say about John Bella, I think. Um... In, he, people say he might have been wasteful in possession but I think he was thinking quicker than everybody else and playing balls and nobody was reacting to them yeah. that, uh, you know he was, he was there I could, you could see him barking orders and telling people and trying to organise the team he, he's, he's, a, he's cracking I really really like him but the rest of the team just seemed to be so lethargic mm. it's almost like nobody else is, is on his wavelength at the moment Yeah, and it's not, it's not like we've got on paper, it's not like we've got a team full of shit players that shouldn't be um, on the same. You know, we've got good Ericsson, dare I say, it, on paper. You know, Sun, Delhi, these are players who should all be on the same. These are intelligent footballers who should all be on the same wavelength as Don Belay, but it, it, they're not at the moment. Yeah, and I, I genuinely, I don't know what the, the the problem is or what the answer is. Mm. I mean, you you can, like I say, he's Poch trying to trying to. And manoeuvre himself out of the club. Don't know. Is, is there something else going on at the club? Don't know. Um, but at the moment, would you take Mourinho over Pochettino? I, I I wouldn't. I fucking hate Mourinho. He's he's won some trophies, but I don't. I wouldn't want us to turn into a, a, a pragmatic, dull Mourinho side that goes out not to lose and then tries to snatch a win. I don't think that's the, the Tottenham I want. 
I, I honestly, I, honestly, I, I'm still, I'm still back in Poch, but I think I said a, a couple of podcasts ago we had some good game, easy games coming up, and we will see where we are after those. And I think, and I said it before, we are definitely in the shit now. Definitely in the shit now. Yeah, yeah. If if we scrape a European place, we'll be doing well this season. I, I'm I'm going to say it now. We ain't getting top four. There's absolutely no way. Absolutely um, no way. I I go back to something I said a few, a few weeks ago. I think when we played, I don't know who it was, Brighton or Watford. It was all these all these dark, depressing days are all merging into one. And I said, forget about top four. Forget about you know where we're going to finish in the league. Let's just let's just win the next game and the one after, and just get 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 a set of results together, get some confidence back, and then and then we can reassess it. In a couple of months, month, months time, and if, we, and if we've done that, we would actually move further up the table because where we are at the moment, eleventh, um, there's a what ten points from from ourselves and third and fourth, and there's a whole load of teams that are only a few points above us, and and a lot of whom are quite poor. So it doesn't. If you start to put a run together, it, you know you'll suddenly find yourself somewhere in the top six, and then only a few points off fifth and fourth and then it's just trying to bridge that gap um, so it's not impossible but we the first and first thing we need to do the, the basics and we just need to get some form and get some I can't remember the last time that we won two games on the trot let alone three I think no. I think you've got to go again back to the beginning of tw- 2019 so at the moment, we're a long way off from from that. I don't want to make predictions about where we're going to finish because there's a hell of a lot of football to be played. Um, but look, if we continue in the current um, form that we're in, we won't finish in a Europa League spot. That's for, that's for sure. We'll finish in the middle of the table. Um, so that's based on our form at the moment. If we can turn it around and get some results together, then nothing is too late at this stage. Um. Another one from Kent Goodrich. Uh, okay, here's a positive. Dombele, he's a hell of a player. Some wayward passes, but he was taking risks to make something happen. After I think it's pretty much what you said. And then he just says the bravery is in short supply right now. Um, what's the what's the Spanish word? Cojones. Cojones. Yeah, he's got them, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah, and, and, and the, the side's sorely lacking in them at the moment. Mm. I think De- Delhi's Delhi's picking up, and it's nice to see him. Somebody, somebody said yesterday um, he needs to go out and kick someone to get get some of his old nature back and I think he he didn't kick anybody yesterday but he was getting back to his form yesterday I think he, I really liked Delhi's performance yesterday it was understated but he, he he ran and that that goal was so so well taken yeah um I, I really liked him yesterday he was great and the celebration was brilliant too okay. no idea what it was about but he's good <laughs> In the second half of the, of, of the podcast, um, we'll briefly look at the Red Star and Sheffield United ga- game. Um, we've got a couple of more questions to, to go through. Um, we'll discuss a little bit about Pochettino and his future at Spurs. Um, but before we do that, the Tottenham women were in action yesterday. Um, and I've got a fair feeling they had a better result than our lads did. Um, anyway, here is Bex with this week's Tottenham women's updates. Yep, it's Bex. Uh, so, Spurs women this week um, had a lovely win on Sunday at Crystal Palace. That was in the Continental Cup. 
And we came away 3-0 winners. Yeehaw! Away from home, which is always good. So, go, uh, Anna Philby scored her first goal. Not bad for a defender. Kit Graham got another one this week, following her two excellent goals last week. And Lucy Quinn got the final goal, which is great. Because we've got another two games um, in that round. They play as a round robin. So, they play Chelsea later in November. And at Lewis, they play at home in December. Apart from that, their next game, they don't have a game this weekend coming the 10th of uh, November. They play the following week. And if anybody's unaware, because I'm sure you're all on the um, Spurs Women's social media and the Barclays FA Women's Super League pages on Twitter. Oh, the girls play Arsenal at home in our lovely shiny stadium. Tickets are 6 Get yourself down there. It should be awesome. Anyway, because this week was a cup match rather than a league match, I have nothing to update you on the league standings. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. I think it was a really good week. Um, anyway, I am on Twitter at BunchesBex if anybody needs me. Thanks. Bye. Welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Family podcast. Thank you, Bex. Right. Cheers, uh, Bex. Uh, Red Star tomorrow no day after tomorrow Wednesday um confident oh Christ uh, I wasn't confident when we played them last time um so I'm going to go into it with an open mind um who knows he, he plays the same team at the weekend we could be on for another thumping he plays the same team that played Red Star the other week it could be the same result Christ knows which place is going to turn up at the moment I just hope it's not the the the, the dull, tedious um, one that it's, it's stinking up the Premiership at the moment. Would you take a nil-nil draw with no injuries? No. I'd take, I'd take the win. I wouldn't take a nil-nil draw. We, we're better than a nil-nil draw. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. What, what, one all. <laughs> Oh, sorry, that's, uh, that's just amusing me. No, I think we, I, I think we're worth. We're better than it. We are. We, we are. We, we. I mean, we we comprehensively beat them in in the first leg. I mean, I I just it's just so difficult in our current form. Even though, even though, we smashed them in the first leg on that basis, you'd fancy our chances to yeah to get a win there. Um, yeah. But it's just you know it's just the way we play, and it's just so difficult. And you don't know what frame of mind Sonny's going to be in. I don't, I don't think I don't think he'll play. Genuinely, don't think he'll play. If Kane, think, if Kane is still ill, um, when Mora would start up front, but I think potentially you, you'd, you'd, you might see Parrot come on. Might see Parrot come on. You in a Champions League game? Don't know, but you could do. I think you put Mora up front and you stick Delhi sitting behind him and supporting him. Um, and you might even see Lyselso start before mm. Parrot. Yeah. Um, but no, I, 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 I genuinely, I, I think Kane will be back. Um, I think he's. I think it. Rumor was it was just a sickness bug. Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't. I, I don't think. I don't think they'll they'll play some. Um, I mean, I, I look. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't totally be upset if we drew the match to be honest um i still think i think if we do that and we and we beat olympiacos at home we, we, we will qualify with a, with a game in hand um if we win even better um and i think that i asked i asked a few spurs fans this uh, question earlier 
today, I'm going to ask you the same question uh, and bear with me. If we um, if we finish the season winning the Champions League, but finished, I don't know, ninth in the league and went out in the third round of the FA Cup to Exeter City, would you consider that a good season? Yeah, because we'd be in the Champions League again and we'd have a cup. And we, yeah, okay. All right, no, fair enough. No, that's I'd, 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 I would, I'd happily settle for that. Although it seems uh, a long, long way away. I, uh, I would, I would settle for going out of the Champions League and winning the FA Cup. That'd be a good season to me, and finishing ninth. Because we'd have, we'd have a trophy. Mm. You know, regardless of how your league form is, if you win a trophy, it's been a good season. Would you? And not- we'd be. We've been saying for, for seasons, since I've been on it, let's win a pot. Let's get our name on a cup. Mm. You know, and we haven't. And you've got to wonder, will we ever win anything with Pochettino? Do you think it's coming on with Pochettino? Well, that's a that's another question. I mean, do you, I mean, would yeah. you would you would you take would you take a trophy and finishing ninth, which effectively means we won't even be in the Europa? Uh if it's the FA Cup, we'll get into the Europa League with the oh, of F- winning the yeah, FA yeah, Cup. Yeah, 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 true, true, true. So yeah, I would. Um, we... Yeah. Sheffield United next um, in the league. Good Lord above us! Um, I think it's going to be a difficult game. Oh Christ Almighty! Uh, where do you where do you start? It, at the at the moment, the team's so lacking in, in confidence, and you know, the, I think you're right. Get a win, and we build on it. But the win that came against Red Star, we didn't build upon. I know it was Liverpool afterwards, but yeah. it wasn't built upon. If he'd have put out the same team, we maybe have gone out about it a bit different. But if we'd have won last night. You can build on it, but I think we 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 have to beat Sheffield. No ifs, no buts. We have to beat them. I, 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 I honestly, I, 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 I social media or, or, or just just Spurs fans in general. If we lose that game, the the Poch out brigade are going to be so vociferous. I'm going to say it. I've said it wrong twice in the same fucking podcast. Vociferous. Um, and they're going to be so loud. They're, they're going to clamour for him to go. He's going to be massive. Yeah. With, with with the greatest respect to them, I, I don't. I couldn't care less what what people of that mindset say. I mean, that pressure will will be there, and it will build up, and it's not going to be nice seeing it. It's not going to be nice seeing our fan. It's never. It's never nice when you see your own fan base behaving in that way. Um, but there is one man. Not you. Not I. Not them. Um, who calls the shots ultimately, and that's Daniel Levy. And if we didn't get something against Sheffield United, if we failed to win, or worse still, lost the match, I can genuinely see that happening. And it, it really concerns me because Sheffield United have, have been very good this season, um, nearly promoted. They've got that air of a club that has just come up and nobody nobody's expecting anything off them and, and, and they're playing with, with bravery and, and they seem to be well organised. They've got a good, good result. At the weekend, and they beat Arsenal the other week. Yeah, they're, they're no mugs. They'll be, they're going to they're going to be well organised, and they're going to make it difficult for us. And they're going to they're going to 
get back into position quick. So we need to move the ball forward. We need the pace. We need the quickness of thought to get in behind them. Because if we just end up playing it around in front of them again, the fans are going to get on the players' back and it's going to be... It, it's going to be horrendous. It'll be, it, um, I just hope against hope and touch wood here. I'm touching wood here. Well, not my wood, but I'm touching wood that it doesn't, something in the first five minutes doesn't go against us and we, we concede early because that'll be, it, it's like, going to be painful. We, you know, we, you're wasting an element of luck in football. Sometimes it falls to you, sometimes it doesn't. And, and arguably there's been a lot of occasions this season where, you know, whether it's what happened the other day or even at Brighton that, that I've heard a lot of people say that, that, that the Hugo injury so early on that affected the players. I, I don't know that it did, but yeah, VAR decisions, you know, when, when particularly when you're struggling, when things don't go for you, you really it, you feel it more. You feel the, the luck's against you, and and we, and we need an element of luck. But if if things didn't go to plan and we lost the game, and we then move into an international break, forget about the Poch Brigade, forget about what you and I think. Do you think Daniel at that point would say, well, it's a results game and you know, that's the final straw. And would he? Would he? Would do you think he would get? Okay, rid? here's a scenario for you, Jav. In a th- talking about this, um, Arsenal get rid of Emery, they get Pochettino in, and they improve, and they come third in the Premier League. We don't do anything. We stay with Poch. We suffer. We come ninth in the Premier League. Which do you do you think we? I'll look at that and think we should have, we should have got rid of Poch. So the, the the question is is how soon do they act to do it? I think um, I I don't I, you know Mourinho's eyeing up a, eyeing up clubs apparently. Do we make who makes the first move? Who blinks first out of us and Arsenal? Because it's going to be that way. And I think Man United wouldn't go for uh, Mourinho again, but they'll be in the, in the market for another manager soon too. So the, the the question of the roundabout of managers and who do we get in, mm. you have to seriously consider who's coming into the club. And, uh, it, you know, the, the chances are we could miss out. The manager I would love, and he's proving himself this season again, is Brendan Rodgers. But I, that boat sailed. We're never going to get him. He's the, he's the one I'd love, but we're never going to get him. He, uh, I, I think that if we lose to Sheffield Wednesday... That, that Sheffield United even. So sorry, Sheffield United. Sorry, share too many bloody Sheffield teams. Um, I think those two weeks are going to be very, very uncomfortable, and I think there'll be there'll be some big discussions within the club at higher levels as to to where they go. But and I, I honestly think they'll be thinking: do, do we do we go before somebody else and, and make that move before we lose out on a proven manager? And I do think you- that's what it might come down to. Mm. Do you think it's cursing for Pochettino? It's getting, honestly, it's getting harder to see it being a positive outcome for him and him turning it around. If if he on on and I say again, if he keeps picking Ericsson, there's something wrong there. And I, I can see, I can see it. Look, it does look to me like he's trying to manoeuvre himself himself out rather than quitting. If he gets sacked, he gets a big payoff, gets the end of his contract. So the, the, an, the cynical part of me, who's seen managers do this, do uh, get the sack in the past, thinks he's doing that. I can't understand why he's still playing Ericsson. 
I, 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 every every after Everton, it, it's, it gets harder to see a, a good outcome and Poch staying. I don't want him to go. He's a great coach. The things he's done for us, then where he's taken us, I don't want him to leave. I'm not a Poch out person. Yeah. But it's getting harder to see him staying. But but ultimately, as I said before, it, 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 there will be one person who who will who will make that decision. Yeah. And, and how close do you think Daniel is to to making that decision? Or or do you know does he actually look at it and think, do you know what? We're, we're having a difficult period. We're going to get through it. Let's look at the bigger picture. Let's look at the long term strategy for the for, for the club and. Um, Pochettino was the right man five years ago. He was the right man three years ago. He was the right man a year ago. He was the right man in the summer, and I still think he's the right man now. Do you, is that the mindset perhaps of Levy? Well, you always look at uh, chairman who uh, knee jerk. We got a load of bad results. He's got to go, and they, uh, and another manager comes in, and it's just uh, an endless sea of tedium. I'm um, talking about Spurs from the late nineties onwards. It, you know, we've had that. We've had one good manager in the last twenty odd years. You know, okay, Martin Joel did okay. Ramos won us a trophy, but you know, Poch has been the one that has lit the way. And you know, in living memory, almost he's he's the one that's that's been our icon. But would Levy knee jerk? Bottom line is, if he's going to start losing money, he would. Um, I know Poch has said it's going to be a difficult rebuild and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be painful and it is fucking painful. I don't think anybody uh, could believe it'd be so painful. There's a line in a James song. Um, I could live with um, such riches if I hadn't been so poor. You know, we, we've been in the doldrums under George Graham and have been utter shit and we've seen a Champions League final and the problem is everything, everybody's glancing over their shoulder now thinking those days ain't far far away I don't I don't want him to go I think he's been um, uh, you know um, he, he's a club legend he really is but who knows what Levy's going to do if he thinks he's not going to win money I don't think Levy's a, well he's had Joel at half time during a bloody Europa League match so who knows okay. we've got two two questions still left on the running order um, one of them is on Pochettino I'll, I'll come to that in a minute let's just address hopefully the the easier one of the of the, of the two um, is it a cheerful question please no make it a none of them question. are none of them are it's it's depressing um this it feels like groundhog day and we're back in the 90s um the cockerel his twitter handle is at felix tando too if you settled in your sofa to watch the game as a neutral how do you specify assess Spurs at the final whistle a potential top four team a mid-table team aside with a potential struggle with relegation are we better than we appear uh, if you're looking at Spurs now you'd probably say that we are uh, a struggling side looking who haven't got very many good players and probably um, have never been anywhere near European football mm. let alone in the Champions League final last season Where's that side gone? Where where's that where's that gone completely? That's, yeah, that is that's a concern. I mean, I I looked at it yesterday and I looked at both teams and I just thought this feels like a, the way both teams were playing. It just felt like this is a team. These are two mid-table teams. And if you look at where we are on the table, that's exactly where no, we are. Exactly at, where at we the, are at the moment. 
um, you know, championships, relegation, all of that stuff isn't decided in 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 November. This table will 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 be very different come come May or as we edge closer to May. Um, but you know, if you if you landed from Mars and and watched these two teams for the first time and you didn't know anything about the players and you didn't know anything about Dombele and Eriksson and whatever, you'd look at that and you'd think, hmm, nah, these, these two, two teams are bang on average. They're not poor, they're not relegation teams, but they're just bang on bang on average. And yeah. that's, that's where we are now. The frustrating thing for me is that these are players, as you say, that not so long ago were in a Champions League final, were finishing... Somewhere in the top four, usually in the top three, and how have we gone from that to where we are now? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we've said this: it's how what they do after that Champions League final. Do they plug our gaps? Do they, do we get stronger? Do we push on? And they didn't. We haven't done anything. We've regressed. We have absolutely regressed. We, we we've pedalled so fast backwards that we haven't caught our breath. Unfortunately, and and is that again? Is that a failure of the manager? Is that a failure of the board? I, I mean, think... we've 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 bought three players in the summer, which is you know something that we hadn't do hadn't done in the two, two previous transfer windows. We'd, we've arguably on paper we, we've strengthened our squad. I think I think you you the the two previous windows when we didn't strengthen our squad is where the the problem lies because mm. of it. Everybody's a bit. Um, complacent well we're not going to get challenged for our place don't have to do very much and I think that showed in our performances throughout that um, apart from the Champions League apart from a couple of glorious moments that everything looked just too too tired too easy oh you know nobody's no. and Ericsson's showing, showing that now nobody's a threat to my position I'm just going to play play any way I want because nobody can come in and take my place and that, that you know that's that's the truth of that I think God, it's so depressing. Oh, what have we become? Fuck me. I, I'm telling you, that queue for counselling that Sun's in, I want to be in that queue. <laughs> Christ almighty, this is not a therapy session. This, this is, is not... It's not even a cathartic pod. Um, final no, qu- I'm, oh, man, I t- I'm turning into a whinging old git, and I shouldn't be. I should be talking about the glory of the club and how well we're doing and, and the brilliant stuff. But Christ I, almighty. I would say something, and there's something to be said for, for this period. It's a difficult period, and uh, we've all... Listen, unless you're under a, unless you're of a certain age, and you've just experienced the, the glory years. Okay, we haven't won any trophies, but unless you know you've just experienced the, the bail and the Champions League years, and and you know, if you if you're a young lad and you start supporting Tottenham from I don't know, should we say 2010 for the sake of argument? Yeah. When when we were in the Champions League, and then you've seen us in, under Pochettino and and been involved in title races, etc. etc. You've seen these wonderful players, Kane. Uh, most of the rest of us have had periods of time where Spurs have been really, really, really poor. And you know, f- football's a cyclical game, and there'll come a point in time where we're we're doing well again, and results are going well. And dare I say it, we'll actually start winning some trophies as well. Yeah. And when those when those glory times come. We'll appreciate them more having gone through the shit that we're going through now. You, well, no, it, it, it's part. Yeah. It's part of the course. Yeah, it's part of the course. It gives it gives you a sense of perspective. Um, I mean, I don't want this to last. Nobody does. 
Um, but I do think it will make us appreciate the good times when they come round, and hopefully this won't be a you know a period that that we're stuck in for for, for much longer. And I, I really do hope. My hope is that Pochettino can t- turn it around quickly as possible. My fear is that he may not be given that time. Uh, pressure yeah. on that mount. It's a results game. Um, results based industry. Um, final question from Ben Estes. He says greetings from. Knockville, Tennessee. Uh, lots of Spurs fans here. Um, his question Yeehaw. is: Question is, can you imagine a series of events that would move you from potch in to potch out? I think that we fans should have a mental line in the sand. And for me, we're getting pretty close. If we don't get out of the group stage of the Champions League and are still in the bottom half of the table after the 31st of December, would you agree it's time for a change? If not, are there any circumstances that would change your change your mind? He goes on to say, I love Poch, I really do, but there has to be a point where we have to try to do something different. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm fully with him. I, I know what, what, what point that happens is if we're hovering um, fifth from bottom and, and and the results are carrying on. I mean, they can't. Carry, we can't carry on in the same vein as we are at the moment. Something, something has to give, and either the the, the players buck up and start playing, or the, the, there'll be a knee jerk and Poch will go. Um, I g- genuinely, I think if Ericsson gets picked at the week, I don't think he'll get. Uh, funny enough, I don't think he'll get picked against Red Star, uh, but I think he'll get picked at the weekend. I really do. And I, th- I think that that blind faith to players will be the thing that kills him. I think that. Okay, so for all it's worth, I don't. I think we. I think we will get out of the group stage of the Champions League. I think we've positioned. You know, I think four points from um, a possible nine from my first first three matches is perfectly respectful. Um, I think a point would be fine in Belgrade, but we're, you know we're probably more than capable of going there and get, getting a win, and that'll edge us closer. And then Olympiacos at home. If we win that, for me, that's going to be the big game. If we win that, I think we'll, we're pretty much qualified um, in second in second spot going into that Bayern game. Pressure will be off. So, I, firstly, I, I I can't see that happening. But you never know the way that we've been playing recently. But I, I think I think we'll get we'll get out of the group and. I don't believe we'll be in the bottom half of the table by the 30th of December either. So I, I, I think there will be a, we will get some results from now. What are we? The fourth of fourth of November. To, we've got about two months to the 31st of December, approximately. And a lot of a lot of fixtures over the December period, over the Christmas period. Um, what concerns me is, as I said before, I I, I believe Poch is the right man. And I hope that he can turn it around. But my fear is that with every result like the one yesterday, um, I, I I wasn't overly happy about the performance. And you know, people might say, "Well, you know, we 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 were unlucky not to get the win." And if it hadn't been for the sun incident and all that extra time, etc. Well, we the reality of matter matter is we 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 only got a point in the end, and we needed we really do need. Not just a win, but then another win after that. We need that that momentum and that confidence to come back. And you're only going to do that, start grinding out results. Um, with every passing game where we don't get a result or we play badly, then I think we edge that little bit closer to that breaking point, to that line 
where Levy will probably look at it and think something's got to give, and that that is my fear. Um, I don't know. I, I I personally, I I I'm very much potching, um, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um, I'm not gonna be calling his head just yet. No, I, I, I'm not either. Uh, look, the, the man, the man needs to some time to turn it around. The man, and I, I believe he probably can, but he needs to to to, to act soon, and the players need to realise what a part they're going to play in this as well. Hmm. It's going to need a, it's going to need a collective effort from from top oh, yeah. to bottom. Um, I I look, clubs. We've chopped and changed managers in the past, and and sometimes it's just that, particularly on Levy, it's sometimes it's just a never-ending cycle, and and it, it doesn't actually get get any better. It just gets worse, and 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 it's just stops stop start. And then every time you change a manager, that means manager comes in with his own set of players and his own favourites, and players move on, and and it's just very dis, dis, disruptive. Um, Occasionally, some clubs get it right. You look at Liverpool. Um, they got Brendan Rodgers in 2012. He had a, his first season, 2012-2013. Didn't set the world world alight, but he started building the foundations for and changed the way they were playing. The next season, 13-14, they went very close in, in, in the um, title race. Could have won it. Got very, very close. Probably went closer than we did when we were chasing Leicester. Yeah, in fact, I'm sure well, we, we came did. third. We, we, well, we came third, and they 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 were second that season. They even they were even top at one point. And if, and it weren't and if it weren't for that Gerrard slip at, at Anfield against Chelsea, which was, I think, three games from from the end, um, that uh, yeah that 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 changed things uh, quite a lot. Um, and then the following season, after that, they didn't have a good season. Um, Suarez went to Barcelona. Um, they're also involved in the Champions League, so they had they were balancing that. They got a few players in, Balotelli, etc. Um, the lad from Southampton, Lambert. Uh, they got Lovren in as well. It, it didn't quite go well for Rogers that season. And then in the summer of 2015, Sterling went to City. And start of that season, I, I can't remember the, the, the set of their results, but pressure was mounting. They didn't do particularly well. They got rid of Rogers. Now it could have gone tips up. They just happened to get Klopp, who was the right man, right manager, and they've not looked back since. So it can, it can, these things can go very well for you. Um, but there are other cases where you get rid of a manager and actually it, things get worse. I mean, case in point, United. Look at the amount of managers they've had since Ferguson. Okay, he, he retired. We know that, but you know it's been stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, and uh, it doesn't look like Ole's going to be there much longer. Even no. um, Emery and Arsenal. I, I, there was a stat today which apparently they've in the two years under Emery, they've had more shots against them than they did have in the last two years under Wenger. Now, when Wenger was in charge, um, there was a lot of talk about well, he needs to fix the defense. He needs to fix the d- defense. Two years in under Emery, they haven't done that either. So. You know, yeah. is is fixing the man is replacing the manager the right solution? I don't know that it is. I mean, if you've got the, uh, somebody in place lined up who's the right manager, not not a short term fix, but somebody who can come in with a long term plan, fine. I, I think I think there's a, a we're we're too wrapped up in we must get Champions League. You're right. We we must get a Europa football. 
we but we we must finish as far up the league as we can. But if it's a rebuilding exercise, people need to understand where where the uh, the, the limits lie. Are we you know? Yeah, we're going to finish mid-table. Let's just accept that and move on, and then just see where we come out of it at the other end of the season. Anywhere higher than that, it's a bit of a bonus. You know, they keep saying that they're ahead of the the, the timescale for the project that they're working on, and the fact that we've managed to get there quicker, who than they, they thought. Yeah, brilliant. So, but yeah, let's just see where we let's see where we get at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to hope that Poch is still in charge at the end of it. He might get booze. He might get ridiculous, sent ridiculous, stupid mail in the post. Who knows? But I, I still want the guy in charge. Yeah. Um, as hard hmm. as it is at the moment, that's 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 what I would prefer. Yeah. Right. The next podcast. Um, we'll be let's make it a cheery one. Let's 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 all put clown noses on and, and <laughs> smile and dance. Yeah. Uh, if only, if only it was simple as that. Um, the next podcast will be recorded um, on Sunday, uh, the day after the Sheffield United game. I was going to say the day after the Sheffield United victory, but that would just be optimistic and wishful thinking on my part. Um, yeah, until then, all that's left for me to say is thank you, John. Thank you, Jav. And until Sunday, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's at its low tonight We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey! Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Pull on that lily white and run on to that green Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go The name's up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out all the hurt